Amen. Well, we're going to talk tonight about hearing God. How many of you need to hear God about something? Amen. I know I do. Okay. And I don't think you ever get to a place um, where you don't need to hear from God. Uh, That's something that's an ongoing thing uh, that we need to uh, be in tune to what he's saying, in tune to what he has for us, especially when you're going through something. So I want you to go to Habakkuk 2, 1 and 2 we're going to be reading from. Amen. And kind of set the foundation for this. Father, I just praise you. I, I thank you, Lord, as they're turning to Habakkuk, Father. I, I thank you, Father, for depositing this word into me, Lord. I pray that it is the right word at the right time for the right person, Father. If it was just for one, then it was worth it, Lord. And Father, I praise you and I thank you. I empty myself out, Father. I do not count it a light thing to uh, teach and preach your word, Father. So I pray that witness will be bore to it, Lord, and that it will mature the body and it would help and encourage the body, Lord, that we would not leave here the same way that we came in, but that we would leave here better, that we would leave here stronger, that we would leave here more of who we are supposed to be in you, Lord. And I thank you for your graciousness and your love to us, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me. And I want and what I shall answer when I am reproved. I will stand upon my watch and sit me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon the tablets that he may run that readeth it. We're talking about God and hearing God's voice, hearing from God. Now, I want you to know that, first of all, you have to be saved. You have to know God. Okay. I believe God does call us and I believe that he calls us in. And that's one entity that you in that you'll hear. You'll hear his voice calling you to him because he woos us to him. But that is at the point that the door is open for you to be saved. Amen. There's a time when God, you can, I don't know, you just feel it in you. you. He's pulling you to himself. Okay. That is a different kind of calling. I'm talking about when you're saved and, and, and you know the Lord and you, you've received him as your personal savior and you're in positions in your life where you're now needing to mature. You're now needing to grow up in God. You're now needing to uh, be all that God has called you to be. And that is going to take hearing from here. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. And so you cannot grow. You cannot mature. You cannot obey and you cannot fulfill all the things that God has for you if you are not in tune to what he's saying to you. Amen. So we, you know, we, we get to a place and sometimes we get dull of hearing or we're so pressed that we don't hear anything. And, and then you're trying to figure out everything on your own and you're trying to do it on your own strength and you're trying to do it on worldly strength and what the world says and the world doesn't think like God things. Amen. The the world doesn't handle things the way God would handle things. Amen. And so we have to get ourselves into a position where we can begin to hear from God and hear from God clearly. And one of the ways that we hear from God is that we have to get in a place where God's word is being preached. 
Amen. That is one of the main ways that he speaks to us outwardly is when you come and you have joined yourself to a body and you are in a church. How many of you ever come to church on Sunday and you think, man, he must have been all up in my business knowing everything I was going through. Yeah, you know, because you're sitting there thinking, how did he know that? Well, see, that's God bearing witness with you that he has spoken to you about that situation. And then all of a sudden, here come your pastor preaching about that situation. And you're wondering, I done told one of my girlfriends who called up pastor and gave him the 411 on me. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, you're sitting back and thinking, wow, where'd that come from? But that's bearing witness to the word that is coming forth. So you should be in a body. You should be in a church where the word of God is being taught. And what it will do is it will quicken something in you. And you'll say, wow, yeah, I was just thinking about, oh, wow. You, it's, you, you get this feeling within you about what's being preached. And that's the word of God coming to you. And you are bearing witness with what the word is being said to you. Amen? Amen. So God wants us to be in a good Church, this is why it's important for the corporate anointing. This is why it is important for you not to be a lone ranger and be out there by yourself. Because what does the enemy do? If you, oh, let's look at a sheepfold. When a sheepfold comes together, what does the shepherd do? The shepherd tries to keep all the sheep in the fold, keep them all close together and closed in, especially when he's moving them. And then when he gets them where he wants them, it's time to settle down for the night. Then, then, then if you'll notice, he tries to get all the little ones into the middle of the fold. Because what happens, you have a wolf out there that wants to take off the weak sheep. And so when you get weak, the first thing the enemy wants to do is he wants to separate you from the body of Christ. Because he'll tell you, well, nobody else is going through that. Nobody else feels the way that you feel. Oh, you're not saved. Look at how you act. Oh, you cussed that boy out the other night. You think you saved, you know. And the enemy will begin to accuse you and accuse you and accuse you. Or he'll make you feel like you're not accepted there. There's all kind of ways that the enemy comes to people and try to make them not feel like they're a part of a body. And then what happens is you stay home one Sunday or one Wednesday or one Tuesday. Tuesday, and then you stay home another, and then you stay home another, because how many of you know the spirit is strong, but the flesh is weak? Amen? And so you find yourself out there by yourself. Okay, then you set yourself up in the perfect position for the enemy to speak a word to you that sounds like God, because how many of you know the devil knows the word? And he can make something sound so close to the word that's not the word and trip you up. See, we think we're smart, but he's been here a whole lot longer than we have. And he's seen a whole lot more than we have. And this is why we need the brethren. This is why we come together for teaching and preaching and come together in Bible study so we can bounce things off of each other. And when you become an error, then you have a place where God can speak to you and correct the error. But when you are one unto yourself and you're always by yourself, then you have the ability very easily to be tricked. And so we come together for the explanation of the word of God so that in turn you can go back home and you can take your Bible and you can read over that again and you can study that out yourself and then it will bear witness to you. And that's how God speaks to us in the word and in the assembling of the brethren. That's why the word of God says not forsaking yourself, the assembling of the brethren. Amen. Because we come together, we, we, we should be helping one another and encouraging one another rather than putting one another down. Because live long enough, you will go through something. So I've learned not to say, I ain't going to do that. Well, you know, I say, Lord, help me not to do that ever in my life. <laughs> okay. Because there's some things that I said I wouldn't do, I ended up doing and had to repent from. 
Okay. And so you don't come in here with a high minded attitude like you got it all going on. We come together to lift up one another, to share a word with one another, to share a word of encouragement, maybe just to sit with one another when you're going through something. Amen. Because we have to come and we have to be strong in one accord, bearing witness to the word of God. Amen. And if you're not doing that, you really need to get in a position to where you can do that. Amen. We need that. The other way to hear is through your personal time, through your personal time. Now, this is, I think, one of the, it's one of the hard things for me to do because I, I'm, I came up in a very small family and I had a big family, so it was always noisy. And so I got used to it and I kind of like it. You know, because it's always, you know, it's kind of noisy and it's until I went through menopause and some days I can't stand it. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Let me correct that. Hallelujah. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes I, woo. Okay. Hallelujah. But it is important for us to step away and get some quiet time with God. Now, the devil will fight you tooth and nail because that is usually the time that you should be praying and communing and talking with God and hearing from God and having that communion time with God. And the devil does not like that because that is really a place where you can come to God and you can say, Lord, check my heart. Show me me. Amen. And, and never once does the devil ever want you to be, see you where you're at so that you can be what you can be. Amen. He never wants that. And so he'll fight you to have that personal time with God. He'll fight you to get in that place where you can steal your thoughts and emotions. How many know a lot of times we go to God when we're ready to pray and all hell done broke loose? Then you fighting all these demons and and fighting yourself demon, you know, And, and, and all your emotions are all over the place, you know, and now you're trying to talk to God. You know, and and so you have a hard time quieting your emotions and getting them in check. And how many of you know, women, we are emotional beings. God made us that way. There's a reason why he made us that way. It's a beautiful thing. It really is because emotion is a beautiful thing. But emotion out of control is a dangerous thing. And so we have to learn to quiet our emotions. We have to learn to quiet our thoughts and music helps with this quiet, soft worship music, taking yourself to a time of just worshiping him. Pick your songs carefully. I, I, I usually try to go for songs that are worshipful to him, uh, not saying how terrible my life is and all the things that have gone on with me. You know, the blues, I try to stay away from that type of stuff, but move into one that's worshiping who he is. Okay, and that really quickly brings you to that place of quieting everything in you that you can be in a place where you're just, okay, you know. And then we need to fix our hearts on Jesus, not what we want. A lot of time we go to Jesus with an I want list. Okay, now I was in a service and I understood what was being preached and I agreed with, I agreed with it. Uh, except for one thing. I don't think God ever wants us to stop asking. I, I really don't. I don't think he ever wants us to feel like we can't ask him. I think that he doesn't want us asking him aside from wanting him. Okay. How many of you like friends or you like to be around people uh, that uh, all they, every time you see them, they say, can I have $5? Can I have $5? Can you pay for lunch? Can you take me here? Can you do this? Can you do that? Can I have that? Can I have this? After a while, you like, you see him coming, you're like, oh, God, how, 
Okay. Try to hide from them. You know, you, you want to get away from it. You make up every excuse up under the sun. Got to go to the dentist. Okay. Someplace, any place, but here with you. Okay. You know, and you and your natural self, if you feel that way in your natural self, how many of you know that? And if we're made in the image of God, that God picks that up, that God feels that he feels rejected. He feels like all you want from me is what I got. But I, on the other hand, he never wants you to not ask him. Do you hear what I'm saying? So when you ask out of relationship, if my kids came to me and they've, they've just loved on me and, you know, talked with me and spent time with me and, you know, showed me that they loved me and they came and asked me for something, I would do my best to get it for them. Amen. But the one that comes with the arrogant attitude, like you owe it to them and all up in your face acting crazy. It's like, really? Not today. Maybe not tomorrow or next week either. Okay. So we should come with a worshipful attitude towards God. All of your time with God should not be on your need of what you want. Because remember, you're trying to hear from him. Amen. And so we come to him and we drop all that that we need and all that that we want and all of our desires. We just drop all of that stuff and we come simply to him to see what he has to say to us. Amen. Amen. Because if you look, he stood upon my watch. In other words, I didn't kick it somewhere across my legs and just say, well, you know, Lord, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it. And he just went on his way and La la la, get busy with the world, go shopping, do whatever you do, and have, you're having a great time, you know, and get all messed up and stuff. What he did is he had a complaint. He had a complaint, and he took it to the Lord, and he needed an answer. He needed an answer. He needed an honest, true way to handle this, and he needed it from God because the wisdom of man was not working. And so he came, he did, he came with a complaint. Reprove means that he, I'm going to answer you. I'm, I'm going to show you. I'm going to tell you what you need to do. I will wait for, to be reproved. In other words, I'm going to wait on you to tell me what is going on here and how do I handle it. And so he stood and he stayed connected and he waited and he watched for the word. He didn't just ask about it and go on his way and just think it's going to fall out of the sky. He spent some effort in receiving from God. He spent some time with God. He spent loving time with God. He spent time speaking with God. I will stand on my watch and I'm going to wait and I'm going to watch so that I can see how God is going to answer me. And that tells me I'm ready for God to answer me whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong whether I'm in step or whether I'm out of step. Because, see, God will reveal that to you. I can remember times being totally out of step with him, you know, and, and, and went to him and began to pray. And every time it came up in my mind, I said, you know, Lord, I just thank you that you're speaking to me. I thank you that you're working in me. And, and all of a sudden, one day it just dropped in me, the answer. And it was me. And I had to be reproved in that. And I had to put a check on it and I had to make a change. But I was waiting for it, even if that's what it was going to be. Amen. So I'm waiting on God. You're getting in your position. You're getting wherever your watch may be, wherever your your stand may be. It might be your bedroom, might be your bathroom, might be in your car, wherever it is at. Stand upon your watch and have that time with God that he can speak to you. Because, see, we just want to microwave God. Give it to me and I'm out. But God desires relationship with us.
He desires a loving relationship with us. When you think of lover, he is the lover of my soul. When you think of your lover, then you all in love. You can't wait to be with them. Amen. And so God wants us to have that kind of love for him. So to come into that place where it's not about what we want, but we fix our hearts on Jesus and what he has for us. Amen. And because what he did is he gave Habakkuk the vision that he needed so that he could write it down so that the people could run with it. My God, if he had not stayed his watch, would he have gotten that? Amen. The other thing is fix the eyes of your heart on Jesus. Fix the eyes of your heart. It's different from your natural eyes. The eyes of your heart see differently. When you see things from the heart of God and you see things from the natural, you look at the natural and you say, boy, this doesn't look like God. Why is this happening to me? Why am I going through this? I don't understand, God. This doesn't seem right. And so you're looking at it from the natural eye. But when we begin to look at Jesus from the heart of our heart, the eyes of our heart, when we look at it from the spiritual realm, when we begin to fix our eyes onto the spiritual realm, we need to see God through the spirit man, not the natural man. Amen? Because the natural man, again, sees things one way, but God wants us to see things another way. He wants us to see things the way that he sees things. God speaks through dreams and visions. Now, I think we've gotten away from that because what is happening, and you know the enemy will come and he's tainted that, okay? And he's brought all these crazy movies out and made it where it's a bad thing rather than a good thing. But the word of God says that he would pour out his Holy Ghost on his people and they would dream dreams and have visions, amen? And so it's not wrong to seek after that. It's not wrong to say, Lord, you can speak to me. You can speak to me in my dreams, Lord. And the best way to do that is to sit a, a tablet by your bed and when the dream comes to write it down because a lot of times you'll forget and sometimes God will wake you up with a dream. And I've had different dreams at different times that have, that have woken me up and I knew I was supposed to pray over that situation because he'll speak to us through our dreams, that's one of the ways that he gets to us. He's got to get you out of your conscious mind and into your spirit mind so that he can speak to you. So he'll give you a dream and it would behoove you to write it down because I, I can remember having a few of them. Uh, and, and with my husband, I told him, I said, you know, you're getting ready to do this. I don't think you should do that. I, I have this dream and it's not good. And I don't think you should do that. And praise God, he took heed to what I said and he didn't do it. But I really believe that that was God speaking and saying, this is not going to be turn out the way you want it to turn out. So you need to leave that alone. Because a lot of times I don't remember my dreams. But when I remember a dream, the first thing I do, and I tell everybody, if, if you come and you tell me your dream, if I get the answer right away, I know it's from God. If I have to sit and ponder on it and work up something, then I, I, t I really, I don't know. Because sometimes I don't know. Sometimes he gives it to me. Sometimes he doesn't, you know. But I've had dreams where immediately when I woke up, God began to interpret the dream for me and tell me, this means this and this means this. And you shouldn't do this because this is showing you that it's going to turn out this way. And I've backed up all the way on a few things because of the dream that I had. Amen. So we have to quiet our minds. We have to quiet our thoughts and emotions. Music will help us get their soft worship, fix our hearts on Jesus, not on what we want. Fix our eyes, fix the eyes of our heart on Jesus. See God through the spirit man, not the natural man. Amen. How many of you know your natural man will see everything that's wrong? 
Okay? Tell you everything you're not. Tell you everything you can't be. But your spirit man in touch with God will tell you who you are, truly who you are. And who are you? We are the beloved of Christ. He loves us. He loves us with an unfailing love. He loves us with a love that we cannot even comprehend. He loves us with a love that we can walk out and sin and curse and carry on and act a fool. And he will still receive us back with and love us. He will still receive us back. He loves us that we can go and we can make mistakes and we can sin. And we come back with a repentant heart and he'll not even remember it. That's how much he loves us. The, the level of his love is more than we can comprehend. So he'll speak to us in the spirit, man. God speaks to me. He'll also give you visions. And when some are open visions, sometimes you see things. And some are things that you visualize within yourself. And he'll give you that whole layout, the whole layout of it. And you're like, wow, that's really good. Well, that wasn't you, okay? <laughs> okay. That was God giving you the vision of what it should be. He will put that down in you and you'll begin to feel that and you'll begin to see that. And it seems like it just all comes out so plainly and so clear to you. That's a vision from God. He's given, putting the vision of what he has for you in you so that you can fulfill it on the outward. Amen. So he'll speak to you through your dreams. Get a book, sit it by your nightstand. If you're a person that dreams, you really need to sit a book by your nightstand and begin writing these things down. Begin writing them down. And begin asking God to, to speak to you as to what they mean. Amen. Because when I first started having them, I was like, oh, that was just a crazy dream. You know, and then I got saved and I realized, wow, he was speaking to me about some things. And then when I saw when I did something that I knew I shouldn't have done because I saw it in my dream and I did it anyway, I got in trouble behind it. Okay. Hard headed. All right. Or, or you just think it's not God. You just think it's just a crazy dream. Okay. So ask him to speak to you what your dreams mean. Ask him to give you the vision of what you should be doing and where you should be going and write it down and make it plain so that you can go back to it and you can read it. You need to go back to it and you need to read it because he'll give you a vision for your life. Amen. He'll give you a vision for your children's lives. Amen. And then he'll help you walk it out. God is good like that. God said that the dreams and the visions would come to those where the Holy Spirit has been poured out upon. There's a, a natural world, what we touch, what we can see. There's a spiritual world that functions around us also. There is a, a, a realm where angels move about, where the demons move about, where God lives. Amen. It's different from here. He is in the spiritual realm. He's in heaven, spiritual realm, earthly realm, heavenlies. And in the heavenlies are principalities, strongholds. They are moving around into the heavenlies, fallen angels. But there are also ministering angels sent from God to minister to his people. So there is a realm moving around us that we are not aware of, most of us. However, I do believe the old people used to call them, they say they were born with a veil. And the, and, and the, look, I see angels. I, I see, I don't discount that because I do, I do believe there is that spiritual realm that we do not naturally tap into. But moving from the spiritual realm is where you tap into that, the natural and moving into your spiritual realm. The spiritual man is where you tap into the spiritual world. And this comes again through time alone through the preaching of the word, through emptying ourselves off of what we want, through seeking God, through that time of prayer 
and meditation through asking through dreams we begin to tap into that spiritual realm that is a powerful realm and if you have a minister and angel the angel sent to minister to the children of god they are servants sent to minister to the children of God. I cannot tell you how many times that I have woken up and I've said, you know, Lord, I just release ministering angels to encamp around about my daughter tonight. Lord, I thank you that you are protecting her father. I thank you that the ministering angels, any harm that is in front of her, I thank you that they are clearing it out of her way right now in the name of Jesus. My minister, ministering angel, move forth, move now, go forth and clear the way. Uh, I've Prayed over my car where you lay your hand, we lay our hands on the car. We say, Lord, maintaineth our lot in portion. Maintain our lot in portion. And I've been sitting, I've told it before, at a red light and the light turned green. And I just heard inside of me, don't go. Don't go. And I didn't go. And somebody barreled through that light would have T-boned me right on my side. And I just sat there in shock. Shouldn't have been in shock because it was God, but I sat there. I was just totally shocked that he would speak to me like that. You know, I mean, where I would be still because it was so profound in what he said and how it was said to me that I wouldn't move. And watch this big car. It wasn't a little compact car. It was a big car, a car that would have done me much damage, maybe even killed me. And I watched that. Or I've been on the road and, and I've seen pipes and stuff in front of me and, and I'm driving and I feel within my spirit, man, he says, move over to the next lane. Don't stay in this lane. I want you to move up, move over now. And I move over and right as I'm going by, I'm seeing pipes fall off the back of that truck. There is a spiritual realm that is moving around us. There is a spiritual realm where God has sent forth his ministering angels and a ministering angel will never come to glorify himself. A ministering angel will always come to glorify God. A ministering angel will always bring you the word of God and will not seek to be worshipped. Amen? All right. So there is a realm that we are far removed from, unfortunately. But I believe that God has where we are can tap into this and I believe that God wants us to be acutely aware of what is going on around us and be acutely aware of the ministering angels you ever been in a room where you walk in and you feel ick and you just wonder why you're feeling ick well that's the Holy Spirit speaking to you and letting you know that there's something in that atmosphere there that is not good for you and you need to perk up your ears and be well aware and, and get very alert as to what is going on around you Amen. God speaks to us today. He speaks to us in, in, in many, many ways. And so he said that he would pour his spirit upon us. And when we get saved, we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We receive that. And you receive that ability within yourself. If it is not exercised, then it lies dormant. If you do not turn it on, if you do not tap into it, if you do not exercise it, then it stays dormant. But you need to exercise that. Amen. And, and this is how God really speaks to me quite a bit. Uh, he speaks to us through spontaneous thoughts, feelings, and impressions. Amen. I was just talking to God and, you know, watching T.D. Jakes and, and 700 Club. I like to watch them in the mornings and just kind of fellowshipping with God. And I felt that I was supposed to send a text to a certain person, you know. And I said, you know. And then I felt it again and thought, oh, man, I better do this. 
you know. And so I began the process of getting that together to send this text, you know. I don't know all that was going on that day. Don't know all that was happening. But I knew I was supposed to do that. Have you ever got that feeling like you were supposed to call somebody, you know, and, or you were supposed to speak a word to somebody and, and you didn't do it, and then you found out later that they really needed that at the time that you were feeling that? Have you ever done that, you know, and you're like, doggone it, you know should have did that and 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 i'm kind of notorious for that because i'll get busy and forget (laughs) you know so i'm starting to write stuff down (laughs) i'm getting me a big old dry ease board to put on the refrigerator okay (laughs) but because no i i am i'm just being honest i'll be honest about me you know and god will, will put that thought in my mind you know and then i'll go back and i'll tell my honey i was like man god told me that and i didn't do that and I would have been on top of that had I done that. Oh, I'm going to listen to the Holy Spirit next time, you know. And the next time come and, and, <laughs> and I don't do it. And I'm like, ah, I missed that. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going to listen to God next time. I'm going to listen to the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to miss it, you know. And so I'm, I'm trying to train my natural flesh to respond to those thoughts that, that impress me so heavily. Um, so that, yeah, you can cut all these fans off. It's cold in here. That, that, um, so heavily impress upon me to do something. I'm trying to train myself to do it because see what you, what you do is you, you'll, you'll explain it away. You'll say, oh, you know, that's just me. You know, I was just thinking about them. No big deal. You know, you'll explain it away. Okay. And, and think it's nothing, but it's not. It really is God. And I believe that God has been speaking to us as a body to call certain people or to reach out to certain people or to touch certain people. And we haven't been doing it. Okay. Like we should be doing it, but that's the Holy Spirit putting an unction of thought. It'll be a heavy thought in you. And you need to move on that because that is the only way you are going to train yourself to move when the Holy Spirit asks you to move. Is if you move, you miss it and sometimes you'll hit it. Sometimes it'll be you, but I believe most of the time it will be God speaking to you, wanting you to move on something. Amen. Amen. So and and the other ways that he, he speaks to us is with feelings. Have you ever just had a really strong feeling? I, I can remember with my youngest daughter because, you know, I really had to stay in tune with her in the spirit through the spirit. I really did. And, and, and there was a time not too long ago, I was really just feeling her. Uh, I can't even explain it. I was just feeling her in me. I was just feeling her. And I thought, hmm, you know, she's married and she's pregnant. She's doing good. But I was just feeling this. You know, I think I just need to, I better call her, you know, or text her. And so I texted her and told her I loved her and just sent her the text, you know. And sure enough, it wasn't too long after her husband texted me and said, I think your daughter needs some mommy time. And I said, I already took care of it. I already took care of it. He was like, wow, that's weird. I was like, no, that's God. Okay. That's God. Okay. That's how, and that's how God works. But not only was it for her, but it bore witness to him. See, God will use you like that when you are responsive to those feelings. I have another daughter. She'll call or she'll text my other daughters because she's not feeling you. You know, she'll get stomach aches and headaches and different things. She feels the emotion seems like of her sister's. And she'll be on the phone or texting them or emailing them. And she's usually right. Is she not? She's usually right. She's real sensitive in that area, real sensitive. Her sensitivity is real high in that. And so I've been working to develop that spiritual muscle in me that I would be sensitive to when God 
tells me to do something that I don't think it's ridiculous because see, I want to have this part of it down so that when the day that he asked me to do something and it looks ridiculous to my flesh, but it will turn out to be a great thing for God. I don't want to be afraid to do it. I want to be practiced in hearing from him and developing my spiritual ear and the, and getting some successes under my belt. Amen. Amen. So he wants you to, he wants you to, to move on those. How many of you have ever had impressions? You've walked in a room again, you've walked in a place and you just get the impression, man, something bad happened here. You know, and you're like, or you'll be around a person. You never met the person before and you're just like, dude, you know, you just kind of find yourself just kind of move, I'm gonna move on over here, you know, or you're walking down the street. Had this happen. You know, I just had an impression. This person was walking towards me. I was, couldn't have been, I think I was like 12 years old. And I'm walking down the street. And this guy was walking towards me. And I just had this impression. Mm, I don't know about this guy. I don't know if I need, I want to walk past him, you know. And I kind of, you know, but I was guarded. And as I walked past him, he went to grab me. Okay, and I just ducked and hooked the corner. I was uh, one house away from my house. One house away. And he went to grab me. I ducked and ran home, went home. But I had an impression in me. I just thought, I don't, I don't, yeah. Or you've been in situations when you're just like, hmm, that impression is almost weighty to impress, to press upon. You feel weighted about it, how you can sense these things. It's just weighty on you, you know. That is when you need to stop. You need to check it out. You need to talk with God. And you need to grasp what he's trying to tell you because those are important areas when he impresses things on you. Or he could impress you that you need to invest here. He can impress you that you need to do this. You need to go to this job. You need to go to this interview. You need to hire this person. You need to fire this person. He can impress you to do things on the opposite end of the spectrum where it will really bless you. Because he has put that impression upon you that this is going to be a great thing. This is going to be good. There's a few things that God has really impressed me about. And when we moved forward with them, it was successful and we had a great time doing it. We had a great time succeeding at it. And it was awesome. And, and it turned out great. There were other times when he impressed me very, very heavily. I felt it weighty. I told my husband, I'm, I'm, now I'm getting to the point where when people ask me to do things, my life is a little bit more complicated now, a little bit more busy. And so when I say, yeah, I, I'll do it. And then I start feeling the weightiness, the impression, the pressing on me. And I think, mm, I wasn't supposed to do that, you know. And then I have to check myself. And sometimes I even have to call and apologize that I shouldn't have done that without seeking the Lord first. And then I have to back out because I know the impression of that is on me. It's pressing me and I'm not supposed to do that. Not supposed to do that. So he'll impress things upon you, good and bad. He wants to keep you. He wants to keep you safe. But most of all, he wants to use you. We are not saved for no purpose at all. Everybody is not called to the pulpit. Everybody's not called to preach the word, but everybody is called to live a life that will glorify Christ. Everybody is called to be aware of the next person. We are not an island unto ourselves. Everybody is called, and we are not called to be used. Y'all know I'm a big person on being used and abused. You use and abuse me. I'm out. Bye. I'm out. No, I'm out. Because I'm God's treasure. 
took me a long time to figure that out. I'm God's treasure. And he didn't put me here to be used and abused. Especially if I'm going to let him do it. Okay, it might be different if you're under persecution for the word's sake. That's a little different. But I'm not going to just walk around and put myself in a position to be used and abused. Okay, hear me out. But he wants to use you. Whether it's a word, a gift, a hug, a call, a teaching. Wherever he impresses upon you. Wherever he speaks to you. However he guides you. Then it is upon you to act upon those things. Amen. I've seen many people blessed simply by another sister in the Lord having one word that meant the world to them. You just don't know what God will do. Amen. You don't know what God will do, how he'll use you, but you must know that you are able to be used. You must know that you are, you're all that to God. I, you know, I, I think as women, we get beat up so bad and we get talked about and we pick on each other terribly. You know, and, and we're in a world because the devil hates us that so much stuff comes against us that we begin to don't, we don't see ourselves the way God sees us as his bride, as beautifully adorned. I don't care if you're tall, short, little person, giant person, black, white, Mexican, Chinese, Korean, whatever, bone, skinny, big and round. Heavy, light, dark skin, light skin, smart, degree, no degree. See, you can cover all of those spectrums, but you have to know that God created you and how beautiful. If I could convince every woman how the natural beauty in every woman, I mean, every woman the natural beauty. God doesn't create anything ugly. The world does. We are not of the world. We are his handmaidens. Therefore, you have to begin to view yourself the way God sees you. And that's beautiful. And that's precious in his sight. And that's love beyond measure. He loved you enough to send his son for you. That's how he loves you. And when you begin to see that, then you can yield yourself to him because you can trust him. And if you've been beat up by men, if you've been hurt by men, if you've been abused by men, sometimes you have a hard time doing that. Because God is in the masculine sense. If you didn't have a good father, hallelujah, all right, you have a hard time trusting God. Because you didn't have that masculine in the natural. And so when you see anything that has a connotation of being masculine, you're like, yeah, right. When you're going to mess me up. No, see, I'm telling you, I've been there. When you're going to mess me up. When you're going to hurt me. All the rest of them have, and they're made in your image. Mm -hmm. And you have to wash yourself of that. Because he is the true lover of our soul. He is the true father. He is the true brother. He is the true friend. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. He's always with you. He never said that you wouldn't go through things, but he did promise you that he would be with you. And you can bank on that. You can count on that. And the last thing I want to leave you with is I've taken to writing down because I'm, my husband is like this high positive person. 
Okay, he wakes up singing in the morning. I want him to shut up because I don't wake up like that. I'm finding my way to the coffee pot so I can get my eyes open good and try to maneuver around the house. So he's a very positive person. He sees the glass always half full. I'm like, it's half empty. And we need to fill it up quick, you know. So it's just I have a tendency to be that way. And I know myself, you know, God has showed me me. I begin taking a book and I've started writing down things I'm thankful for every morning <laughs> so that I can get my mind in a thankful mode, not on everything that is going crazy in my world, okay, because it's been a crazy year, okay? And so I was like getting so down and so uh, that I thought I have got to do something to, so I just started writing down things I was thankful for. Every, I mean, just, just little things, because some, some days I couldn't think of hardly anything, and then I had to find something, so I was like, Lord, I'm thankful the grass is green in my front yard, okay? Hallelujah. <laughs> I was finding something to be thankful for. I'm thankful I got a dog, even though he gets on my nerves sometimes, you know. I was finding because I ha- but I had to start that way because I was so pressed with so much stuff that I was getting to the point where I wasn't thankful. Okay, and so I started making myself find things to be thankful for. So I think you you get a book and begin to write down some of your prayers. Begin to write down uh, some of the things you're believing God for. And begin to write down what God says to you. Because then you can take what God says to you and you can bring it to the scripture. And you can base it against the scripture so you get a sure word from God. Bring it back always, always, always. Bring every word back to the scripture and don't let the devil twist it on you because people ask me certain things I said that's between you and God I cannot tell you what to do but I will tell you this that God is a loving God and he loves you and if you go to God from that place then I believe you will hear rightly from God amen write it down Always bring it back to the scripture because, see, scripture confirms scripture. Word confirms word. God never gives a word that he cannot confirm from his written word. Ever. That's why it pays to have your Bible or to spend time reading. It really benefits you. It really benefits you. And so I know we all need to hear from God. So we want to grow if we want to mature, if we want to obey, if we want to fulfill what God has for us, then we must be hearing from him. We need to have the time with the brethren, not forsaking yourself, the assembling together with the brethren. Let's come together. Let's talk. Let's correct. Let's reprove. Let's study. Let's grow. Let's not be offended. Let's grow up. Let's be all that God has called us to be. So it is important to come in one accord and to be with the family of God. You would be surprised how much God can move when you are in a corporate anointing, different anointing than when you are by yourself. Have quiet time with God. Steal your thoughts and emotions. Music can help. Soft worship. Fix your heart on Jesus, not on what you want. Fix your eyes. Fix the eyes of your heart on Jesus. That is the inward man, the heart the heart of the matter. Fix your heart on Jesus, the eyes of your heart. You'll see things differently from the spirit realm. See God through the spirit man, not through the natural man. God speaks through dreams and visions. Don't discount your dreams. Don't discount a vision that God has given you for something. Amen. God said that they would come, that the Holy Spirit would be poured upon 
his people, that it would be poured upon his people. He said that it would come, it would be poured upon us. If it is poured upon us, then we are saturated with us. Amen. Not only did he pour it upon us, but he poured it in us. Amen. And so that we are able to tap into the spiritual world that is around us because we are a spirit man and we do have the ability to touch the spirit world. Use your ministering angels to go forth before you. God speaks to us through spontaneous thoughts, feelings, and impressions. Amen. Get your antennas up, ladies. God is speaking in these last days. He is. He's speaking to us. He's speaking to us, every single one of us. Father, I praise you. I, I thank you, Lord. I I pray that we will get our attention back on you and that you will begin to speak to us, Lord. Speak your mysteries to us. Speak the answers to us as we stand upon our watch, as we wait upon your word. Psalms 37, I believe it's 7, says, uh, wait upon the Lord. Fret not yourself for evildoers. It says to wait upon him to wait upon him and and he will answer you. And so, Father, we are going to practice waiting upon you and we are going to say thank you ahead of time for the answer, for the reproof, for the direction, for the clarity in the things that you are speaking to us. And, Father, give us the tenacity and the strength to stand on your word when you bring it to us that we would see it to its completion, Father. Now, Lord, I ask you to bless every woman within my voice, Father, in the earshot of my voice. I ask you to just speak to them in a special way within the next few days, even tonight, Lord. Speak to them. Open up the hearing of their spirit, man, that they would hear you. Holy Spirit, comfort them in every situation in their life. And Father, I praise you and I thank you that you redeemed their time, Lord. That they were faithful to come and sit at your feet tonight, Father. And you will not leave them without a reward for their faithfulness to you, Lord. And so, Father, as we prepare to uh, go into the lobby and and have something to eat and fellowship, Father, I just ask you to um, bless Leslie and, and Trina, Father, for their freely giving to the women's ministry and preparing um the fruits of their labor, their food, Father, we bless this food. We ask you to just let it nourish our body, Father. But most of all, bring fellowship through it, Lord. And Father, just bless them. <laughs> you are so good. Just bless them in special ways. They did it out of the kindness of their heart, but pour out your blessing out of the kindness of your heart, Father. Oh, God. Overflowing, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Move on their behalf, Lord. We bind the enemy from stealing any word from any woman in here. We bind the enemy from coming in and distracting them and taking from them and abusing or hurting them. We bind you in the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is against you. Every plot, every plan, the blood of Jesus is against it. And we are covered under the wings of the Almighty. And so we leave here rejoicing in Jesus' name. Amen.